So once again, Mike's not here, but uh, this is normally Mike and Drew, but this time it's just Drew and another special guest at Mountain View. So uh, Bradley, how you doing today? Doing well. How are you doing? Good. So what do you do? Well, I worked in carpentry for the last few years until I believe I was called to the ministry. And ever since then, that's what I've been pursuing. Pursuing. I'll be going to college here in the fall. Very and cool. And be studying preaching and church leadership from Johnson University. A fine school. That's what that's what I studied. That's where I went. So, so uh, today we're talking about the idea of a calling to ministry because um, it, this job is not for everyone. So, what is it that? that brings a person to decide, oh my goodness, I'm going to go into ministry. So today we're just going to kind of tell our stories. Um, so we can kind of go back and forth, but I guess the first question would be like, when, when was that first sign of like, oh, this, this maybe is something here? Uh, I would say over a year ago, I was just at work listening to sermons and it was a particular sermon uh, from a gentleman named Paul Washer. Uh, it was called Ten Indictments Against the Modern Church. And God did something that I would describe in the same way Jonathan Edwards did as sort of my awakening to mm-hmm. yeah. the realities of truly who God is and who I am as a person in relation to him. And since then, I was like all in the word. I was um, far more dedicated, far more disciplined, praying more often on my face, um, just wanting more of him. And as time progressed, I started to feel, well, I want to get the word out as much as I can. Like, how can I do that? How can I serve God with my talents? And um, so as, as it progressed, I felt more and more of like, I think I need to be a preacher. I, I think I'm. I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And I wrestled with it for a long time. I'm sure. I mean, I feel like everyone does, you know, like, because again, it's not a job you want. No, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so fulfilling, you know, but it's so tiring. Yeah. And growing up as a pastor's kid. Oh, um, yeah. I I knew the hardships uh-huh. of being a pastor, the yeah. time it takes, the dedication, the study, um, and the effect it has on your family too. Yeah. Um, and so, really, if I'm being honest, I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want to preach. Yeah. I really yeah. don't. Um, and I still fight myself sometimes. Of I don't want to do this. Yeah. Uh, especially the admonition in James two of let not many of you be teachers, brethren, for we will face a harsher judgment. Yeah. And that continues to stick in the back of my mind of, am what I am saying, is this correct and is this true and is this glorifying God? Because if it's not, that's on me. Yeah, and that's a that's a weight that must be carried. And it's, I mean, you're the one who, write, who writes the sermons, so like you're responsible for every word that you say. And so making sure that we're speaking about God well and truthfully. Yeah. So, yeah, my story is a little bit different. I I don't know if I had like a, a specific moment, 
but just little things throughout my life have kind of pieced together. Um, I guess the the moment maybe um, for me would have been I you know I've been to Poland three times. Oh, I've been there once. Sweet, I was deployed. <laughs> oh well, that's different. <laughs> um, I went uh, as a as a missionary. I guess I was like thirteen. So as much as a thirteen year old can be a missionary. Um, and then at fourteen and fifteen, I went to Nicaragua twice. Also, kind of a, a missionary thing. I was also educational through a, a Christian school, but I I felt so much joy on these trips doing the work of God that I was like, oh my goodness, what if I could feel this joy every day? <laughs> yeah. And of course, I've I've learned that ministry is not going to be joyful all the time. Right. But it is pleasing to God all the time, Absolutely. or almost all the time. Hopefully, hopefully all the time. But, um. And so throughout high school, you know, learning to to develop some leadership skills. I wasn't a, a great leader in high school, but I did my best, you know, as, as high schoolers do. Um, so, yeah. Um, where do we go from here? So I guess, how, why, why Johnson? Well, <laughs> it, to be completely honest with you, all of my in-laws are graduates. My wife is a graduate of Johnson. It was also known as the Preacher's College for a long time. Yeah, and so true. I just felt like it's a good fit. I live near it. Yeah. You know, it's near family. It's a good school. Why not? Yeah. I mean, there doesn't have to be a crazy like, oh my goodness, I feel called to this school. <laughs> right. But the fact of the matter is God provides a place to study and to, to work and to prepare. And Johnson is a great place for that, for sure. Um, I also went to Johnson. I graduated in 22, uh, uh, almost a year ago now. Um, yeah, similar thing. My uh, stepfather went to Johnson um, in the 90s, and his father went to Johnson in the early 70s, I think. I think that's the right timeline. So, yeah, nothing particularly, um, well... I guess when I went to Johnson the first time, you know, as a, as a perspective student, um, you know, visiting, checking out what things are like, I saw the just, I mean, it's a beautiful campus, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's just cool to be there, but seeing the level of community that was there was really cool. Um, and being able to participate in that just a little bit as a, as a high schooler, um, how a group of you know guys would would bring me in and and get me involved right away, for no reason really, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, community was a big big aspect there. So um, so we got the beginning, we got the the education part. So then, where do you see yourself? You know, in five years. Well, I hope to be pastoring a church, shepherding them yeah. as a, you know, as a leader and as a minister and as a friend as well, because yeah. we're not, we're not meant to be some overarching powerhouse right. that is in control of people. We're we're meant to be the friend that comes alongside them and says, yeah. "Hey, look at this. This is wonderful, is it not?" Yeah. And and so that's I hope that that's where I'll be. Um. But only if the Lord wills. Yeah. I I don't want to go anything against what he, he course, desires. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think about the last year that I've spent here and um, some of the most uh, meaningful moments have been just hanging out with people, you know, talking, telling stories. We, Mike may have talked about it on a different episode, but um, a couple weeks ago, months ago, I don't know, um, we got done with Sunday night Bible study and all the kids were out in the parking lot and there was probably 10 RC cars racing around, crashing into each other, <laughs> crashing into shins and stuff. That's good it times. It was fantastic. And just holding on to those moments and thinking, wow, like this is a, this is a church community. This is ministry happening as, as we speak, you know, there's parents sitting talking and there's kids running around jumping over RC cars. Um, but that's, that's where ministry happens, you know, and how do we make more of that? Because I think a lot, especially with COVID Mm -hmm. community has been awful (laughs) and it's it's rare and, and like good community, you know, there's Facebook groups or whatever, but that's not real community community where you're, you're able to just live life together. Yeah. How do we develop that? And of course, like we're young guys, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the answer to that question? No, um, I think a good framework to look at it would be um, how, you know, maybe in the 1800s where the reverend was seen as the town's reverend. Yeah. He was at every birth, he was at every death, um, every marriage ceremony, you know, the the town knew him and he knew them. Yeah. And I think that that's a big part of what we need to be doing as ministers. Yeah. And I think we've lost that in that, in this digital age. Mm-hmm. Um, we spend more time friending each other on Facebook <laughs> than we do shaking a hand or visiting houses. Yeah. But I also understand the constraint of we live far apart. Um, pastors only have so much time. We, yeah. we do have to study for our sermons, that's one of the main well, points of like, an elder. Give give uh, time for our families. You know. Yeah, exactly. My wife is uh, awesome, and I want to spend time with her, and I need to spend time with her if I want to have a healthy marriage. There, right, so. exactly. Yeah, and and God will never expect you to give up your family for the ministry, and any yeah. man who tells you that is wrong. Yeah, um, for sure. Your your family is your first ministry. Absolutely. And you have to minister to them first, for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, these, you know, just being there for the little things. Um, we were at a, we went to a second graders basketball game a couple weeks ago. And it was awesome. And just yeah. being there and, and being seen there and having more conversations. Yeah, I think I think a big portion of ministry. And that's, that's um, a type of ministry that, does not have to rest solely on our shoulders. Right, you know? right. Um, we were just talking in a board meeting the other night about how, you know, there's there's a level of um, things that have to come from the pastor, and then there's a level of things that can be partnered with, with members of the congregation, you know, right. different ministries, like um, visitations. Um, I know Mike, when he does visitations, he likes to bring just someone with him, and so yeah. there's another another guy there. And then you get, you know, that time on the road and right. then hanging out with people. Um, yeah, we call that a partnered responsibility. So there's yeah. primary responsibilities and partnered responsibilities. 
Yeah, that's that's so good thinking about yeah how we can do more of that. Yeah, and and also too, I'm sure you know this quite well. The word deacon means servant. Yeah, and that's a lot of what they should be doing is serving the congregation, serving each other. Yeah, you know, being being there for everybody because we are supposed to be a family united in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think where to take it from there. Um, I don't know. I'm freezing up so bad. Brady, cut this part out. Dude, I don't know what to say. Uh, where can we take it from here? Uh, let's see. We could talk about our experiences actually preaching for the first time. That's a great idea. Okay. So, um... So you've been preaching a little bit. How, um, how many sermons do you think you've done? I've only done three. Three sermons, wow. Yes, only three. Um, the first one I did at a little church out in Seymour Okay. Um, on Matthew, if I remember correctly, it was 24, and it was a, a topical sermon on uh, forgiveness. Okay. My second one was from Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Uh, and that was a topic given to me for the power of the gospel. And that one is probably the one I'm most proud of. Yeah. Um, and then this latest one that I did was, I was continuing my father's exposition through the gospel of John. Um, and I was in John chapter 13, verses 31 through 33. Nice. So yeah, you getting a little bit of experience. What what have you learned even in those short, you know, couple of weeks? Preparation yeah. is key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um do lots and lots of study. Um yeah. make sure your references are correct. Yeah. Um in fact, I caught one of my own mistakes um toward like it was maybe Friday night as I was looking through my sermon and I'm like, "Oh, I I misdid the reference there. That's not right. Yeah. Um, and it was about a, a meaning of a Greek word, um, oh, yeah. which is very important. Um, and so I had to I had to go back and fix that portion. Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, I I have a bad habit of procrastination, and it's not because like I want to procrastinate, but it's like I don't know if I'm mentally prepared spiritually prepared to to write a sermon you know right yeah. now and so it ends up well it's got to get done eventually and then saturday rolls around yeah so i i spend my day saturday doing that so um yeah preparation is so important Do, doing the work of making sure you know the word right well enough to communicate the word yeah because it's you can do study for yourself but it's a different kind of study when you're when you're preaching Two people, when you're responsible for, <clears throat> yeah. me, when you're responsible for like discipling your congregation, yeah, giving clear communication, yeah, to them, yeah, um, yeah. My first sermon was in 2020, so about three years ago now. Man, that's crazy. So my first sermon in class, I was right when COVID hit, and so we had to record our sermons. Oh yeah. So my first real sermon was just um to a camera, and so I don't that. It was a well-written sermon, I think. I'm, I'm sure I preached it pretty well. But my first real sermon in front of a congregation was yeah. that summer. I took an internship in Indiana, and 
for some reason they hired me and for some reason they let me get in front of people i mean i was let's see i was i would have been 20 my first sermon this this church let me preach yeah it's crazy and but god worked through that i remember i preached about hmm now i can't remember that's okay it was probably okay <laughs> it, it's actually on youtube that's the thing in this new digital age yeah all of my sermons I've ever preached are somewhere on YouTube on the yeah. internet. Yeah. Because we record now. That's what we do. Yeah. So even at this small church, we got a little GoPro set up. Well, you know, you mentioned that it was kind of just a happenstance that yeah. they're letting you preach. Similar thing happened to me. Yeah. Um, I've just, my wife was at work. I decided I'm just going to go check out this little church just to see what it's about. <laughs> and I came in, I met the pastor. I said, He's like, hey, is there anything I can pray for you for? And I said, well, yes, now that you say something. I'm struggling with the call to preach, and just pray for me that God will reveal himself. And we had a lunch later on, and while we were sitting down eating, he's like, would you like to preach for me at my <laughs> church? And I'm like, okay, it's not why I invited you to lunch. I, I was not attempting that. And he's like, I know that, but why don't you come preach? And that's cool. And sure enough, I I showed up, and a few months later, he invited me back, and and now he's actually a mentor of mine. That's cool. Um, and we try to meet on Wednesdays, um, go over books, over scripture, and yeah. all that. That's super cool. It's, and I think that's part of the ministry as well, like being able to find those people who've been doing this a while. Yeah, because we're again we're young guys. I don't know everything. I'm sure you don't <laughs> Absolutely know everything. not. Yeah. So being able to find those people who are willing to take time and minister to us and disciple us, so that we can go out and minister. Yeah, God. God works through those people like crazy. I mean, I have so many mentors that I could sit here and thank. And <laughs> yeah, and and really, I think as a minister continues in his in his journey and in his life, that should be a goal of his. To yeah. seek out young men Absolutely. who feel the call or who maybe don't know yet but show the signs of it. Yeah. And, and having the wisdom to find those signs. Exactly. And, and point them out to exactly. the person, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, I'd love to mentor someone, but I'm 23 years old. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm ready for that. I, I'm 25 and I'm. I'm just trying to get to the point where I can write a sermon within a week. Yeah. All of my sermons, I've had three or more weeks to prepare, and I've taken every bit of my time yep. to, to do it. Yep. That's how I'm feeling like it potentially going to be preaching a little bit more. And Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to do that week to week, but we'll see how it goes, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, we are, well, we got a few more minutes. What else do you want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, what's your experience like being an associate minister, especially at your age? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate being an associate as opposed to a lead because I do have that mentorship with Mike and being able to uh, kind of tag team some things. You know, it's I don't feel like it's all on my shoulders. Yeah, and so I I have so much appreciation appreciation for them allowing me to be an associate as opposed to a a lead minister. Um, I, I think back to my internships and the things that I appreciated most about my internships was that I was able to do something a little bit different every week. 
you know, so maybe this week it's, oh, we're taking kids to camp. Maybe this next week it's, oh, we're um, going on a mission trip. Oh, this week we're cleaning up. And so I I feel that I have the gift of organization, being able to yeah. um, create and maintain systems of doing things. And I've been able to do that working in more of a background role um, because Mike has taken on a lot of the preaching. And I've been able to preach, and I've loved being able to preach. But it's been cool to be able to do some of these other things that the regular person doesn't think about when they come to church. Right. But there are so many things that we do week to week that just, right. it's what we do. So, yeah, I, I enjoy my job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't plan on it um, changing a whole lot, but we'll yeah. see. How, how do you mentally deal with the fact that, in a sense, you are in a leadership role mm-hmm. spiritually mm-hmm. to these people who, in many cases, are much older than we are, and sometimes more read than we are. Yeah. How, how does that? How do you do that mentally? It's been a struggle. That's that's probably been one of the biggest struggles I've had, to be honest. That's, I feel like, um, a lot that I can do is just be there and listen. You know. Yeah. And I'm when it comes to preaching, I'm doing my best to be prepared so that, you know, if they have questions after the fact, or if they have something that they don't agree with, that I'm able to like, at the very least, hear them out and, and see where we're at. So yeah, be, I'm, I'm trying my best to, uh, to wrestle with that a little bit. But, um, I think as I get more experience, even, you know, in these last six months, I feel like I've had so much more experience than I did when I first showed up here. So, oh yeah, yeah that that is definitely a struggle. So thanks for pushing <laughs> on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, we're right at time. So uh, this has been Mike. Well, except not really Mike. It's been Bradley and Drew at Mountain View. If you have questions or comments or just want to talk, you can email us at podcast at mvcc the number six mile. At, uh, dot org. Let me try. Let me try that again. Email us at podcast at mvcc number six mile dot org. There it is. Um, so yeah, do you have any any last uh, thoughts? Nope. Hope that God is glorified in this conversation and continues to be glorified as we move forward. Yeah, and also eat your vegetables. <laughs>